You got hurt. Yeah, that was wrong. That shouldn't have never happened. But as long as you walk on in unforgiveness, it's going to keep hurting you. And it's going to get worse. And it's going to get worse. And it's going to get worse. What's going on? The devil is trying to kill you. See, you're looking at the person who hurt you. But you have to stop dealing with the person who hurt you and deal with the spirit behind the thing who caused them to do it to begin with. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Healing School. The Bible said they came to hear and to be healed, and we pray, God, that that is you this morning. Good morning, prophet. Oh, she could speak if I unmute her. All right, there you are. Yes, I'm here. All right. Praise the Lord. Uh, today, we want to talk about let it go. Let it go. Let's have a word of prayer, and we'll go ahead and get started today. Father, we thank you. We praise you in the name of Jesus. As we look to you, as we believe you, as we thank you right now for touching your people. Now, we pray that every person leave this class with a clear mind, with a clear heart, where they can think, be healed, thrive, and live again in Jesus' name. And we praise you for it today. We thank you now. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. As I said, we are talking about let it go. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter 11. And we're going to operate today from the King James and the message, mostly the message. Matthew chapter 11. Verse 28 to verse 30. Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. Are we there? Uh, not quite. All right. Aversion. Message. Okay. I'm there. Okay. We can begin. Are you tired, worn out, burned out, or on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Now, pay attention to words. Notice, he won't lay anything that is what? Heavy. Uh, 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 free. He won't lay anything heavy on us. 
or ill-fitting or ill-fitting now ill-fitting is sickness ill-fitting is you walking but you're not walking in peace you are breathing but you don't have life. In St. John chapter 6 and verse 63, Jesus made a statement. He said, it's the spirit that quickens. The flesh profit nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. When he said spirit, he's talking about Zoe. What is that? It's the God kind of life. So, come unto him. All you who are laden and heavy laden, and look at what he said. I'm going to give you what? Rest. I'm going to give you what? Rest. Now, when he said, I'm going to give you rest, I'm going to give you some peace of mind. But notice the, the phrase, come to me, not to religion. Hmm. Religion never gave anybody rest. It only gave them a hard time. It only gives condemnation. But in Romans chapter 8 verse 1, it tells you there is no condemnation if you are in who? In Christ Jesus. So in Christ Jesus, that's where you want to be. Now, Let's look at Matthew chapter 18. And this is also in the King James Version. Matthew chapter 8, verse 21 and verse 22. Message Bible. Another follower said, Master, excuse me for a couple of days, please. I have my father's funeral to take care of. And Jesus refused. First things first, your business is life, not death. Follow me. Pursue life. Then he... Uh-huh. Okay. 18, uh, 21 through what? 22. Okay. And G okay, that was it. Okay. Now let's look at what he said. Let's slow it up a little bit. And let's look at what he said. Read it one more time. Another follower said, Master, excuse me for a couple of days, please. I have my father's funeral to take care of. 
Jesus refused. First things first. Your business is life. Not death. Mm-hmm. Follow me. Pursue life. Notice. Follow me and pursue what? Pursue life. Now, you can't pursue life if you don't know the life giver. Now, prophet, jump in any way you want. Again, you cannot pursue life or have life if you don't know the one who gives life. Now, the Bible said we are made in God's own image and after God's own likeness. Now, I want you to think about this. How can you be made in the creator's image and after his likeness? But you have no ability to create. Something don't fit. But you do have creative abilities. But let me tell you what's going on. You are sick. Did God make you sick? No. Not at all. And this is why he said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 29, come to me, all you who are laden and heavy laden, You're so burdened down, you are heavy. Life is doing you instead of you doing life. That's why he said, come to him. You were never meant to live without God. When God put you in this earth, let me me say it how it goes. When God put Mr. and Mrs. Adam in the earth, the Bible says he walked and he talked with them. They didn't have to uh, think. All they had to do was download. Or should I say they didn't have to learn. All they had to do was download. He was walking and talking with them. Now notice something happened. God brought the animal kingdom to Adam to see what he would call it. And Adam was able to name all the animal kingdom without breaking a sweat. You know why? Write this down. God was with him. There was no turbulence. There was only peace. There was no confusion. There was no drama. There was only peace. Now, when you are, when you have peace, listen very carefully. When you have peace, you can think and you can think clearly. You are able to see 
things that the person who don't have this peace, they can't see, neither do they understand. In Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, in the King James it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Your version may say with the Holy Spirit, same thing. He anointed him with power. Isn't that what it said? Amen. Healing all. Healing all. Healing all, not some, but everybody that was oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. A few weeks ago, we were talking about along these lines of forgiveness. When you are walking in unforgiveness, it blocks your peace. It blocks your healing. It keeps you in turmoil. It keeps you in an uproar all the time. You're so busy fighting and fighting. You're trying to, instead of thrive, you're trying to survive. The latest blow from the devil in your life. But this is why he said, come to him. The Lord said, now you come to me. If you're going through all this stuff, people hurt you. You're sleeping with the enemy and all this kind of stuff. Folks, listen. Until Adam and Mrs. Adam sinned in the garden. Miss Adam was deceived, but her husband was not. All this stuff was going on. The moment they sinned, they lost their way. They went nuts. The children went crazy. King killed Abel. One brother killed the other one. Do you see what's going on here? Yeah. And this is the first family. And the devil have some of y'all thinking, you are a failure, and you never will get it right because your family went to pot. But that's not true. It is not true for you no more than it's true for God. See, Adam was a son of God. Miss Adam was a daughter of God. Notice, God lost his man. And that's why the Bible called Jesus the second and the last Adam. The first Adam was a living soul. But the second Adam was a quickening spirit. In other words, he was alive. He was alive to God. He was not going to fail. He was not going anywhere. He was going to please God no matter what. 
But now watch this here. But God didn't send him as his son. He sent him here as a man. Just like me and you. Just like you in the prophet. To show you or to show us we can live the right way without all this drama. How many of y'all know drama will make you sick and it will keep you sick? Listen, how does it do that through unforgiveness? Well, they hurt me too bad. I can't forgive them. No, if we tell the truth about it, we don't want to forgive them. Make sure you write this next statement down. But unforgiveness is against you. Forgiveness is a gift to you. Again, unforgiveness is against you. But forgiveness is a gift to you. Here comes Jesus. Why did God send him? What did Jesus do? When Jesus was dying on that tree, what did he say? Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. In other words, they're insane. Unforgiveness will make you desperate. And desperate people do desperate things. Desperate people do things on a rebound. This is not what they really want to do, but they are so desperate. They're trying to find peace. They're trying to find a way out. And their hair is getting grayer. Their knees are beginning to hurt more. Are you following what I'm saying to you? Yeah. Weeks turn into months and months turn into years and you're still on that merry-go-round. Let it go. Let it go. Come unto me, Jesus said. All you who are laden and heavy laden, all of you who are beaten up and bruised and battered, and what will he do? He's going to mm. give you rest. Mm. What is he going to do? He's going to give you rest. That's right. Prophet, let's look at one more here, and I want you to comment on this. Luke chapter 4, and this is in the Message Bible also. Luke chapter 4, verse 16 to 21. And then we're going to go to 37 and 38. This is the Message Bible. Luke chapter 4. He came to Nazareth where he had been reared. As he always did on the Sabbath, he went to the meeting place. When he stood up to read, 
He was handed the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. Unrolling the scroll, he found the place where it was written. God's spirit is on me. He's mm-hmm. chosen me to preach the message of good news to the poor. Sent me to announce pardon to prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind. To set the burdened and battered free to announce this is God's year to act. This is God's he, year to do what? To act. Uh-huh. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the assistant, and sat down. Every eye in the place was on him intent. And then he started in. You've just heard scripture make history. It came true just now in this place. Now, pay attention to words. He announced to the poor, good news. What's good news to a poor person? You don't have to stay poor anymore. You don't have to be poor not one more day. He announced to the the battered, bruised, and beaten up who's having a hard time in life. Come come here. Come to me. My father have sent me to deliver you. Do y'all want to be delivered today? Receive yeah. his word. Receive what he says. Repent and believe the gospel. What does it mean by repent? Change your mind. You've been thinking the wrong way. You got hurt. Yeah, that was wrong. That shouldn't have never happened. But as long as you walk on in unforgiveness, it's going to keep hurting you. And it's going to get worse. And it's going to get worse. And it's going to get worse. What's going on? The devil is trying to kill you. See, you're looking at the person who hurt you. But you have to stop dealing with the person who hurt you and deal with the spirit behind the thing who caused them to do it to begin with. What you say, Prophet? Amen. I I, I agree with you, Apostle. That's exactly right. <clears throat> we have uh, we have the Son of God telling us, giving us instructions. But many times we we find even today they didn't believe him and so many are caught in that trap today. It's hard to believe when we've been taught something totally different. Yes. That's right. But we have to make a decision to believe the gospel. Yes. See, when you make that decision to believe the gospel, Paul said it this way in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it, it what? The gospel, the good news. That's what gospel means, good news. For it is the power of God 
but it's always unto something. Here he said, it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that what? That believes. Believe. Believe. Or to everyone that will receive. Mm. Now, if you don't believe, you can't receive it, so you can't have it. But that's not the will of God. The will of God is, look, folks, God intended for the devil to be out there by himself. He says, not my will that any man should perish, but they all should come unto what? Repentance. Repentance. It's not God's will that no person in this class today still dealing with the ailments and the sickness from the past. Now, the Lord keeps dealing with me about this thing, about forgiveness. So many people are sick this very day because of unforgiveness. Because of unforgiveness. Right. Well, Brother Elva, Sister Elva, y'all just don't know what they did to me. That is true. But we do know what unforgiveness is doing to you. What they did is not worth you staying sick for it. Mm -hmm. what, are you, what are you saying, Brother Elder? Unforgiveness blocks healing. Hmm. Unforgiveness blocks health. Unforgiveness also blocks your creativity to think and think clearly. A lot of times the answer is right in front of you, but you can't see it even though it's right in front of you because unforgiveness <laughs> is blocking it. You see what I'm saying, Prophet? Yes, I do. It's it being blocked. Go Absolutely. ahead. Absolutely. No, it's just agreeing with you. It's being blocked, okay. and uh, and then we don't know that we don't know it. Uh, Apostle, you know where I am because God is constantly uh, directing me in that in that along those lines about uh, knowledge, His power. We have yes. not been taught these things, and God is not angry with us. Uh, he's not taking a dogmatic approach or viewpoint of us. He's still there with us, but he's trying to get us to focus on his word so that we can make what conscious and right decisions. I do believe when, when we get a, a good understanding of the word of God. Yeah. Then I think we'll make better decisions and it'll be easier for us to connect the dots. But That's understanding right. is key. It is key. And so many of us have been led astray by wrong doctrines being presented out there. People falling away, you know, the, the scripture talks about that. Um, running after every little wind of doctrine that comes along. But here we have Jesus, right here we have his word. We have the account of his son coming into the world. As a very spotless lamb, haven't done anything but changing places mm -hmm. with us. Changing places with us, with me, 
who was full of sin, who was going to hell in a handbasket, but he saw fit to save me. He saw yeah. fit to pull me up when I was sinking, and and as rightly so with each of us. But then once we get on the right path, we sometimes act like Peter. We get our eyes off of that very blessing that saved us. And then we start looking at what the world is doing again. And I think it has a lot to do with our healing. Because, see, everything is tied to righteousness, right? That's right. And we don't understand that. The Bible says righteousness. We must know about righteousness. It's Mm -hmm. not about God saying, okay, today I'm going to do this for you or uh I'm going to do that for the other one tomorrow. No. In 1 Corinthians 15 and 34, it says, Awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have have not, watch this, the knowledge of God. Yes. He said, and I speak this to your shame. You see it? I speak this to your shame. An American standard, it says, awake to sober righteousness and sin not. For some have no knowledge of God. See? And then it just goes on and on. Wake up to righteousness. Because what is he saying? Let's get a good understanding of that. Just that little part right there. Everything that God has ever done and, and is, has in place for us, it's related to righteousness. It's directly connected to righteousness. He is the he is righteous, and what that means is, when you are righteous, that means you're what in right standing with God. Right. That's right. That's right. So if you're in right standing with God, the scriptures automatically go to work. On your behalf. You see, it isn't yes. about whether I'm a good girl or a good boy today or whether God chose me or he has, you know, I'm in the right place. At the right. No, it's about righteousness. The book is written. The word is already in place. Right, Apostle? He's not going to change it for us. He gave us no. his word. Right? And That's he told right. us what to do. Now, what happens next? We either believe the gospel and then act accordingly and have corresponding actions that line up with the gospel, or we, you know, we go astray again. We take our eyes off of him. But if we would stay the course every day, stay the course, you know, take it slowly. Take it one day at a time. Don't try to digest the whole New Testament overnight. That's impossible. That's right. But if we make it up in our mind, I'm going to take it one day at a time. Today, I'm going to focus on this verse right here. I'm going to focus on this one particular passage. And I'm going to pray over it. And I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit, help me to walk in that. That's good. 
You may have been uh, a person, I hear a pastor this morning talking about uh, for unforgiveness. Uh, you may have been prone to unforgiveness. It may have been rooted deeply in your family history. Oh, well, I'm just not going to forgive them no matter what. Yeah, I know, you know, the mm-hmm. Bible says this, but you don't know what they did to me. Well, that's a lot of us, right? I used to live over there. Many of yeah. us live over there. But now I have a sickness on my body that I need to get rid of, and I can't get rid of it. I think unforgiveness mm-hmm. is the first place we need to look. That's right. That is so right. See, look in the mirror. Don't look to the neighbor. Don't look to the right nor to the left. Proverbs says, stay straight ahead. So you start looking. You start searching. And you say, Father, you pray. You ask him. You can ask him anything, guys. I'm telling you. You say, come unto me, all of you that are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He said, I'll give you rest. So what is he saying? Talk to me about it. What is it? Well, Father, I'm having a hard time forgiving, you know, so-and-so. They hurt me 20 years ago, and I'm still dealing with that. Help me to release that. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, he'll, won't he, Apostle? Won't he he help you to release that? Yes, he will. He'll help you to get rid of that. He will. You don't have to do it by yourself. Just ask him. What did Jesus tell you? See, what are we doing now? We're taking it one step at a time. Yes. So Jesus said, he said, this I promise you. Whatever you ask my father in my name, he will give it to you. So what do we do? We go to the father and we say, father, I come to you in the name of your darling son. He said that if I ask you, you would help me. So please help me to get rid of this unforgiveness. I know it's in my heart. I've been trying to deal with it. But I've been unsuccessful. You see, that's one step at a time. And child of God, just to show us, he has promised to do it. As someone in our ministry says, won't he do it? Mm-hmm. Of course, he will do it. And sure. then before you just go, just go on down the line, forget about it. Now, what is, what, what have you done? You've, you've acted according to the word of God. You're, you're in right, you're, in, you're walking the course of righteousness instead of denying that it's there or instead of holding on to it because you want to hate that person no now you're siding in with the word of God who says if you have ought against any when you pray forgive them see yeah you're you're not siding in with Satan anymore holding on to it being mean spirited about it now what's happening? You brought the Holy Spirit on the scene and he's working away, chipping away, removing that unforgiveness, taking that stony heart away from you and replacing it, replacing that stony heart with a soft, pliable heart. And when you see that person again, you're not going to get all upset. Your blood pressure is not going to go through the roof. <laughs> you see? No. Yeah. Now, but yeah. the main thing The main thing that's happening now, you are now walking in righteousness. That's right. You come back to righteousness. Mm -hmm. Now you are in line to receive your healing. Yes. You see the connection? It's all about walking in right standing with God. God, God loves us so much. 
He has already laid this blueprint out for us to follow. All we have to do is decide to follow it, decide to believe it. I hope that helped a little bit because he loves us. He wants us healed. Jesus has come. He's died on the cross for us. He's paid the price. He took back everything Satan stole from us, and everything is laid out and prepared for us. But we now have to walk it out. We yes. now have to make sure we are the ones that are in right standing with God so that we can receive the blessing that has been prepared for us. And don't beat yourself up because you've missed it somewhere along the line. That's not what this is about this morning. All of us have missed it and come short, what, of the glory of God. Each of us have missed it. If we say we have not sinned, we are liars. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. And we and we make the word of God of what, Apostle? Of no effect. Of no effect. So you see, that's not the way to go, is to make believe, you know, we all, oh, you know, I'm perfect. I, I, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 don't. Put Satan to shame. <laughs> put him to shame. Let's put him to shame so we can go on and receive our healing. Something's blocking your healing. you got to understand if you have not received it, if you're not, if it's not manifesting in your body, something's wrong. And, and you got to know this. Whatever is wrong, it's not with God. It's not right. the word of God. It's, it starts with me. I have to look at me. What have I done wrong? What am I, what have I missed? Let me go back and read the instructions. It's like when we're putting together uh, a toy on Christmas morning for the kids or the grandkids. And we finally got all the parts in place, but it's still not working. What do we do? Mm-hmm. We go back and we read the instructions, right? Yeah. And you say, I did step one. Okay, I did step two. Okay, I did step three. Oh, here is the problem. I didn't do step three. That's why it's not working. You see, you have to approach the gospel that way. You go back and you look at the word of God. You say, okay, well, I I did step one. Okay, Father, here I am. I'm looking at your word every day. I'm reading it every day. Okay, step two is I have to believe the word. I believe your word, Father. I believe it. And I receive it in Jesus' name. Now, step three says, I must, oh, I didn't do step three. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. I didn't Mm -hmm. watch my words. I didn't watch my words. I made a fake confession in the morning, and then in the evening, I took it back by saying, oh, the pain is still here. Yep. I messed it up. You see it? Guys? That's right. It's right there. Because, you see, what, what is he telling us? Once you release your faith by making a faith confession, and I, and the reason why I chose that to help us understand, because that's where I missed it when I first started out. I would get up in the morning and quote the scriptures and thank you, Father, First Peter two twenty four, yes, but is who his own self, you know, bear my sins in his yeah. own body on the tree, and I being dead to sins. Well, I'm coming on right now by his stripes. I'm healed. And then I would go to work. And somebody said, well, help. And I heard you were ill. How you feel today? Oh, girl, I'm not feeling good. Girl, this thing has got me. But see, what, what did I just do? 
I messed up step three. I didn't keep my confession. You know, uh, connected to what I said that morning. I changed right. my faith confession. When people ask me how I feel now, all of a sudden I'm sick again. But yet this morning I said, by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. You see it? So I messed up step three. And now I got to go back. Okay, I got to fix it. So here's what I'm saying. Once we make our faith confession, once we take a step of faith, once we release our faith, once you release your faith in the word of God by repeating it, child of God, you have to stay the course. You cannot just say, okay, well, I, I, I'm sick or you know, I'm just feeling terrible. We know you're feeling terrible, but guess what? The Bible also tells us we don't walk by what we feel or walk by what we see. Now we walk by what? Faith. That's right. And faith says what First Peter 2.24 says. By mm-hmm. strength, I'm healed. So you have to keep saying that. So you see what I'm saying? Take it. Let's open this word up. Let's find out where we're missing it and go fix it. God will be right there with us. And then you're going to find out your health and your healing is just going to start manifesting. Praise God. That's good. Because we fixed what was broken. It all goes back to righteousness, guys. It doesn't matter who we are, how old we are. The color of our skin, nationality, background. No, what matters is righteousness. Are we in right standing with God by doing what he said we must do? That's good. Praise God. Now, now I, I, I like that because we have to understand God is not against us. He is not. He is not our enemy. But the enemy would have you to believe that God is. See, the enemy throw a rock and hit you. And when you look around and see who did it, the enemy will turn his hand to God. Well, God put that upon you. But he didn't. He did not. No, he did not. You see, Jesus said, it is my father who doeth the work. That's right. That's what he said. It is my father who doeth the work. Now, you've got to understand, unforgiveness will keep you working. Hmm. See, Helen, that's why I like what you say. Unforgiveness will keep you working. But Jesus said, it is my Father who doeth the work. In other words, if you are going to keep working, God is going to rest. As long as you are working, God will not. But when you come to him, all you who are laden and heavy laden, and he said he'll give you what? Rest. You cease from your labor. You stop trying to forgive people, and you go ahead and forgive them in the power, in the name of Jesus. Do you see what I'm saying to you here? Yes, absolutely. But as long as you work, God will not. He will rest. When will he when will he go to work? When you stop 
when you stop. When you just go ahead and repent and believe the gospel. Believe him. Prophet, that was very good. Amen. Praise God. Now, folks, listen. God wants you healed. All unforgiveness is a blessing blocker. Write that down. All unforgiveness is a blessing blocker. It will block the blessing. There are reasons why God say, don't do this and don't do that and don't do this. and do. Why? Because it blocks the blessing. Amen. That's what it does. The blessing is your healing. It brought healing to you. It brought deliverance to you. So if you want your creativity back, if you want your peace back, if you want your life back, folks, life was never meant to go around hurting every day. Never meant to do that. Mr. and Mrs. Adam didn't know what a pain was until they sinned. They never had no family problems until they sinned. Are you getting what I'm saying to you? Yeah. None of that stuff never happened. But God have a way out for you. Let it go. Yeah, it hurts you, but let it go. Why? For your peace sake. For your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, mm. when you walk in unforgiveness, I'm going to tell you what's going on. That person who you are in forgiveness with, they become your master. Mm -hmm. They own you. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't do nothing without thinking about them. Everywhere you go, they're right there with you. Everywhere. You're carrying them around in your heart. And your heart was not designed to do that. Amen. Amen. Well, do that help you today?